I still have to have multiple tries at a recording to get it right. Hello and welcome back to the I Had Nothing Better To Do podcast where I talk about movies, TV shows and sometimes video games. My name is Anjit, this is episode 5 and today I'm going to talk about Chef. Before we begin, as always, I'm not a professional critic, I didn't go to film school, I don't really know anything about movies, I'm just a guy who likes watching movies and then talking about them. So with that being said, let's jump in. So Chef is a 2014 movie written and directed by Jon Favreau. Now, if you don't know who Jon Favreau is, he's the guy who plays Happy in the MCU. He is Tony Stark's uh, head of security. So, you know, the, the, the big fat guy. He's, he is Jon Favreau. So he wrote, directed, and he stars in this movie. A bit of background on Jon Favreau which you will need for later on in this podcast. So John Favreau directed the first Iron Man. He, he's the guy who sort of kicked this whole big MCU thing off. Uh, him and Kevin Feige together worked on Iron Man. He directed the first Iron Man. They didn't really have a, stri- uh, a script for the first Iron Man, so John Favreau had a big hand in sort of shaping the movie and, and the story of that movie. He also did Iron Man 2. He's the guy who does The Mandalorian. He also directed The New Lion King and The New Jungle Book. So, you know, he, he's done a lot and he's actually a pretty big deal uh, within Hollywood and, and within Disney. So let's, let's talk about Chef, though. So Chef, like I said, was released in 2014. Uh, it was written by Jon Favreau. And a recap of the story real quick. The story is, is that there's this chef called Carl Casper. And he's working for this restaurant in L.A., and he has a critic coming in to, to review his food and, and write for his blog. And so John Favreau's character, Carl Casper, wants to create a special menu, create these special dishes that are, that are a bit out there, something that the normal person wouldn't order. But in terms of creativity and artistry, they're, they're quite creative and, and they will blow this critic's socks off. However, the restaurant owner the guy who sort of pays for everything says to Casper, "No, you're gonna you're gonna go with the favorites. You're gonna cook what you've always cooked because that's what people like, and and we're in this business to make money." And he gives a speech to to Carl Casper about, you know, if if you went to to see the Rolling Stones and they didn't play the song Satisfaction, which is their best known song, you'd be pretty pissed off, and so. These people have paid to come and try your classics, your favorites. You need to deliver deliver it to them. So Carl Casper kind of takes that and says, "Okay, you know what? You're right." And he just cooks the same menu he's been cooking for five years. So the critic comes in, tries this food, and absolutely destroys him on on Twitter, all all over online. Just shits on Carl Casper, saying this guy has no creativity. He has no artistry left in him. He is this fat old has-been. His food sucks and just really shits on him. So Carl gets annoyed. He gets really pissed off about this and he fires back at this critic on Twitter saying, come again tonight and I will cook you a better menu. I'll, I'll give you better dishes. I will, I will blow your head off with how amazing my food is. 
So we're back in the restaurant and Carl's preparing this new menu and the restaurant owner walks in again and they have a similar argument where the restaurant owner says to him, make the classics or, or get the hell out of my restaurant, basically. So Carl Casper, in his anger, tells the restaurant owner to basically go fuck himself and quits, just leave, leaves the kitchen, leaves the restaurant. The critic comes in and he gets the same menu again and he's very confused. He's wondering what the hell is going on. He can see inside the kitchen because they have a window into the kitchen and he can't see Carl Casper there and the critic says to the waitress, played by Scarlett Johansson, is, can I speak to Carl please? At this point, the restaurant owner jumps in, tries to butter the critic up and then gives some BS excuse of how Oh, you know, Carl was called away on a personal errand and I don't think he'll be returning, blah, blah, blah. So again, the critic jumps on Twitter, absolutely shits on Carl, saying he doesn't have the guts to face him, saying he ran away, saying that, you know, all, all, my, all my critical comments have been true about Carl Casper and he can't even face me like a man. So Casper is sitting at home reading these tweets and getting more and more worked up to the point where eventually he, he drives to the restaurant, walks in and absolutely loses it at this critic. Like absolutely just goes crazy, goes ape shit, And it, it gets posted all over the internet. Everyone records it on their phones. It's on YouTube. It's on Twitter. It's everywhere. There's this little outburst that Casper has at this critic. So obviously now Casper can't get a job because no one wants to touch him because of his outburst. So his ex-wife, played by Sofia Vergara, tells him to buy a food truck. Now, Carl is against this idea because he's a real chef. I'm saying that in quotation marks, by the way. He's a real chef who wants to work in a real restaurant and a food truck is beneath him. Anyways, eventually when he realizes that all his job opportunities have dried up, he accepts this offer of getting a food truck and it's from Sofia Vergara's other ex-husband. So. Basically, Sofia Vergara's character was married to Carl Casper and then divorced him and then married another character played by Robert Downey Jr. and then divorced him. Or the other way around. They don't really explain it, but basically she has two ex-husbands. They have John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. Anyways, point is, Sofia Vergara's character, his wife, ex-wife, tells him, go meet up with my ex-husband. He has a food truck. He will sell it to you. After a bit of back and forth, they eventually decide, fine, and John Favreau, uh, Carl Casper, flies down to Miami to, to meet this guy, where he picks up the food truck, and this food truck is a, a piece of shit. It's really old, it's really dirty, nothing works, it's all, it's all, it's really old and shit, basically. So Carl and his son, Percy, who's 10 years old, do like a little bonding teamwork thing where they collectively clean up this truck and, and buy all like the, the cookers and the fryers and, and the, the grills and things like that uh, and install it in, in the food truck to get it you know, ready to, to sell food. And uh, the plan is, is that they're going to drive it from Miami back to LA where Carl Casper can, can sell his food basically from the food truck. John Leguizamo, I think you pronounce his name, John Leguizamo, plays uh, the line cook at the restaurant and he says to Carl in the beginning of the movie, uh, wherever you go, I will follow you. So once John's character finds out that Carl Casper has 
a food truck in Miami. This guy flies out straight to John, John's location, Carl Casper's location, and, and tries help and starts helping out. So he helps them make the truck nice and clean and, and spick and span and looking great. He helps them get a sound system because his cousin knows a guy. He repaints the truck because, again, his cousin knows a guy, which is it's quite funny. Anyway, so they do up the food truck and they start driving back and they're going to hit all these cities on the way. So they hit up New Orleans on the way back. They hit up Texas, Austin, Texas on the way back as well before they eventually get back to LA where the food truck is a hit and the food critic who originally criticized John Favreau tries the food from the food truck, loves it and decides to back John Favreau and open up their restaurant together. John Favreau and Sofia Vergara get married again and it's a very happy ending. So it's, it's a fairly straightforward, very easy story to digest. There's nothing it's not that deep of a story. It's not that deep of a movie. It's not a very heavy movie. It's a very lighthearted movie. But I love it for that reason, right? It's a very easy watch to dive into a little bit deeper about exactly why I love this movie. So the first reason I love this movie is obviously because of the food. If you're hungry, don't watch this movie. It will just make you more hungry. The way they portray the food is amazing. You can see he puts a lot of love and effort into really showcasing the food he cooks on the movie, right? Uh, John Favreau spent a long time learning all the chef skills he would need for this movie. So all the knife skills, how it is in a real kitchen, how people work together in a real kitchen, what part each person plays in a kitchen, how to prepare various dishes. He spent a long time and a lot of effort into, into learning what it takes to become a real chef, which you have to respect. I mean, Keanu Reeves with John Wick did a similar thing where he took all the gun training, he took all the judo, he, he put time and effort and energy in, into really understanding how to portray this character properly and realistically. And John Favreau did the same thing. Yes, it might not be as physically taxing on him, but it takes the same amount of effort and energy and, and time to to pick up this new skill to a level where you can portray a professional and it be believable. You know, you, when you're watching, you really believe that he is a chef. I mean, he's on screen in one cut, in one take. He is chopping up vegetables, looking up while still chopping. And then it's just, you know, I, ca- I can't chop up vegetables without looking at the vegetables. I can't look at my parents while I'm chopping up a vegetable. I cut my fingers off. But John Favreau, you know, put it, he put in the time, the effort, and the energy to be able to do that so that it comes across on screen as realistically as possible. So I appreciate that. But yeah, the food is displayed in such a nice way. They make a very big deal out of the food, out of all the dishes they make. Not, nothing, none of the dishes that they talk about in this movie is, is like a throwaway. They also... John Favreau makes a big deal of showing you how much this character loves food. Not eating food, but like cooking food. There's a moment in the beginning where him and the waitress, him and Scarlett Johansson have like a little thing going on, but he brings her back to his, his apartment and he makes this very simple pasta dish, like super simple pasta dish. And it's just, it's called pasta aile olio, which uh, in Italian just means pasta, oil, and garlic. And, that, and that's all the dish is really. It's just you fry off some garlic in oil, lots of oil, 
you throw in your pasta, you mix it around, some chili flakes, some parsley, done. But the way he portrays it in the movie makes you want to try to eat it. It's so nice. It makes you want to try and make it and taste it, and it just looks so good. There's another scene where he makes his son a, a grilled cheese sandwich, but he still makes it like a chef. Like, he uses two, three different types of cheeses. He makes sure that the bread is perfectly toasted, perfectly brown. He does it on a, a, a griddle pan instead of just a normal pan or in the oven. Like, he puts in the energy and the effort. You know, but when, when he quits the restaurant and, and walks away in, in anger and really upset, the first thing he does when he gets home is cook. Because that's what, rela- that's what he loves doing and that's what relaxes him. I mean, when I'm having a bad day, the first, uh, first thing I do when I get home is I will play a video game, like I'll play Halo or I'll watch a movie or a TV show because that's what I like, that's what I like doing. I like watching, I like watching TV shows and movies and then thinking about them and, and, you know, he does the same thing, but he does it with food. So I really, really enjoyed that. The other aspect that I really, really enjoyed was the, the music in this movie. The music in this movie is so good. It's so great. Every time they go to a different city in the movie, the music changes to reflect that city. So when they're in Miami, it's a lot of Cuban, uh, South American, Latin sort of music vibes. When they're in New Orleans, it's very big band music, lots of brass instruments, trumpets, saxophones, that kind of thing. When they get to Texas, it's kind of like blues, rock, guitar music that they use for the movie. It's all, they, they pay a lot of respect to the cities that they're in. The food is, is the main way they show respect, but they, are so, they also show you the culture that's there. They show you the music. They show you the atmosphere. And so you feel like you're taking this little mini road trip through the US with all this food and this movie and the music. So it's quite, I enjoyed it. It felt like, it felt like I was on a road trip with a couple of guys. The other reason I really like this movie is the relationship between John Favreau and his son and how that develops. So in the beginning of the movie, Carl Casper is so busy with work and the restaurant that he doesn't have time for his son Percy. Percy's only 10. He doesn't have time for him. He is so busy with the restaurant that he forgets to pick up his son on the days he's supposed to be taking care of him on his weekends, basically. If they ever go out somewhere, they'll usually go to the farmer's market to, to get ingredients for the restaurant. But then Carl Casper's still working. He's not really spending time with his son, right? He's still working. His son just happens to be there at the same time. And Carl Casper makes all these promises. Uh, yeah, we'll go to New Orleans. Yes, we'll do this. Yes, we'll do that. But he never follows through with them. He keeps forgetting he's made these promises to his son. And so his son has this really big desire to to please his dad or get his dad's attention to have his dad spend as much time and energy and effort on on Percy as he does on the food and the restaurant and so that's another theme throughout this movie is is Casper's son Percy trying to win his dad's affection and you know I I think a lot of people can relate to that winning a parent's affection or attention you know, as I've gotten older and, you know, I've got, I've got a full-time job now, a full-time nine to five and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, on the weekends, you're busy doing, you know, errands, like you need to 
go to the bank, you need to go to the post office, you need to do X, Y, Z that you couldn't have got done during the week because of your job. So as I've gotten older, I, I, can, I can see where John Favreau is in his life, right? You don't really have time for a lot of things. But I can also relate to Percy. I remember when I was younger, I wanted my dad to hang out with me and talk to me about things that, that interest me, you know, get to know me as a person. And that never happened because he didn't have time. He was busy working and, and providing for a wife and three kids. He didn't really have the time to get to really know us personally, right? So I can, I can see it from both sides of the coin, but I can definitely relate to Percy more. Uh, and and sort of so throughout the movie they they have this sort of conflict between them but as you get to the second half of the movie or even the last third of the movie their relationship really changes percy starts helping out in the kitchen john favreau's character casper i have to i have to i have to decide on which name i'm going to use carl casper really starts putting an effort into his son and spending time with his son and getting to know his son you know, by the end of the movie, you can feel that he's really gotten to know who his son is as a person. And Percy has gotten to know who his dad is and what his dad enjoys. And through cooking on the food truck and food, they both get to know each other and, and their relationship gets stronger. So I enjoyed that of the, in part of the movie as well. But there's other lots of little things in, in the movie that really... I enjoyed, there's no reason for me to enjoy them. I, I just like the fact that they were included in the movie. Things like every time they visit a city, they will add a menu item from the city. So in Miami, it was, you know, Cubanos, because that's what Miami's known for. Uh, Cubanos are these Cuban sandwiches with ham and cheese and pickles and mustard and a bunch of other things. It looks amazing in the movie. So yeah, in Miami, they do Cubanos. Then they go down to New Orleans, where they get beignets, which are essentially donuts, which they add to the menu. Then they go to Texas and get barbecue, Texas barbecue. And so they add that to the menu as well, like barbecue sliders. And I like the fact that they add these little details in, into their menu and into the movie throughout the movie. And I learned, I learned so much about food from this movie. I didn't know what Cubanos were before I watched this movie. And once after I'd seen this movie, I got a chance to try a Cubano. It wasn't a legit Cubano from Cuba or Miami. I tried it in somewhere in the UK. I think it was Portsmouth. I had it in Las Iguanas, I think. But even then, it was an amazing sandwich. It was so good. I definitely recommend trying it. And so that's what this movie does. It, it makes you want to try all these foods. They also use Percy as a good way of, of, of explaining why certain things are important. So, for example, when they go to Texas, there's a sign on the door at the restaurant that they're going to that says sold out. And so they walk in, they go to the back, they speak to the guy, and Percy's confused as to why it's sold out and what's the big deal and all that kind of stuff. And so Martin, who is uh, John Leguizamo's character, explains to Percy, look, they have to stay up all night, 16 hours, and they have to manually stoke these fires to keep them hot, but keep them low. So this meat gets really tender and you barbecue it nice, low and slow and over 16 hours and you get this amazing flavor out of it. And just talking about it is making my mouth water. 
but they, they they show it so well and it looks so good and it makes me want to go to Texas and try this barbecue, you know? And the the way they characterize Percy as well. So in the beginning of the movie, they try and do a sausage. So Carl Casper and Percy, so Casper and Percy, Carl and Percy, try and do a sausage. And Casper is talking about New Orleans and how it's legit in New Orleans and this is like, you know, not exactly the same and whatever. And Percy's like, can we go New Orleans? And, and Casper's like, yeah, of course we can. We'll go to New Orleans, no worries. And so when they're driving to New Orleans and they finally get there, Percy is so happy. He gets to try his first beignet, which they spoke about in the beginning of the movie as well. And there's a great moment where they're walking around New Orleans and Percy asks Carl, so what else do we need to get, as in what else do we need to buy for, for the truck? And Carl's just like, nothing. We don't need to buy anything. We just came to get beignets and I wanted to spend time with you. Which is a call back to the beginning of the movie where they went to the farmer's market and all Carl did is just shop for stuff for the restaurant. So Percy really loves New Orleans, right? And again, this is another callback where Carl says to, to Percy, it's not necessarily about the food. It's about the memories that it brings back. And so now, whenever Percy has beignets, he will remember that day that he went to New Orleans with his dad and they got beignets for the food truck. You know? Uh, and it's about creating memories. Um, and I know this is a very fun, lighthearted movie, but I, I don't know. When I watch a movie like this, it, it, I look for a deeper meaning behind it. Um, I try to empathize with the characters. I try to see what the characters are going through, what their emotions might be in, in this scene. So I might be going a bit deeper than this movie intended, but that's who I am. So we're just going to have to deal with it. So I, re- I really like the characterization of, of Percy in this movie and how they use them as a vehicle to convey emotions and convey ideas about food and explain to the audience why certain bits are important or why something is so well known or you know why the characters are doing a, things a certain way within the kitchen. Percy was a good way of explaining to the audience what's going on. I also enjoy how in this movie, there's no real big argument. There's no big bits of tension. There's no real misunderstandings, you know. I think a lot of movies do a thing where a character's like, oh, but if you just listen to me for a minute and then no one listens and then an argument starts. This movie doesn't do that. All, all the tension that happens in this movie happens at the beginning with the critic once and then it's done. There's no more ten- real tension following that. After that, it's just good, fun times. And that's another reason I like this movie, right? After that initial tension in the beginning, everything is just going up. Things are getting better. It's getting funnier. It's getting more fun. And I think that's what this movie is. It's a fun movie, which is why I always like to watch it when I'm feeling a bit down. Uh, it always cheers me up. So this, yeah. This is just a great movie. I highly recommend it. Especially if you like food. It's a great movie. So I read something on Reddit, which I thought reflected quite well on this movie. So someone said that this movie was actually a sort of allegory in, for John Favreau's life around Iron Man. So what this comment said, basically, was that if you guys don't know the, the background, John Favreau like I said in the beginning, directed Iron Man 1. And 
they didn't really have a script they didn't really have anything the studio didn't have much faith so they kind of you know tossed a couple million dollars to John Favreau and Kevin Feige and said yeah make your little superhero movie whatever we don't really we don't think it's, we don't think it's going to do that well so hey take this money do whatever you want it'll be fine so they didn't really have a script they didn't really have an idea of what they were doing and they I mean they had an idea of what they were doing but they didn't really have a script nothing set in stone so they had a lot of freedom to create what they wanted um so that's what they did right John Favreau Kevin Feige and Robert Downey Jr created Iron Man and and they did what they thought was creatively right and what was interesting uh for for this movie and so they made the first Iron Man and essentially kicked off the MCU which is still going to this day I mean, if it wasn't for John Favreau, we wouldn't have some great movies like Thor Ragnarok or Avengers Endgame or any of the Marvel team. Basically, we wouldn't have the MCU without John Favreau, right? So he did the first MC. Uh, he did the first Iron Man movie, and it got decent reviews. Uh, audiences loved it, and so the studio said to him, "Hey, come back for Iron Man 2. Now the issue was he had different ideas for Iron Man 2. He wanted to do something different. He wanted to do something more interesting. However, because Iron Man 1 did so well, the studio essentially handcuffed him and said, "No, play the favorites. Do the things that the audience likes so we can make our money. That's all we care about. We just want to make our money. Do what the audience likes." They enjoyed it the first time. If you do the same thing, they'll enjoy it a second time. And so John Favreau did a similar thing, and audience didn't like it. Critics didn't like it. They said John Favreau has no creativity. This is the same movie as last time. It's a bit blare. It's a bit boring. And they basically shot on him. And so he didn't come back for Iron Man three. He was contractually obligated to star in these movies as Happy. But he didn't direct any more movies. He didn't help write any any more movies. He didn't really produce any more of the Marvel movies. He had nothing to do with them after that. And so this guy, this comment on Reddit, is saying that this movie is an allegory to that. In the same way that the restaurant owner told Casper, "Play the favorites," the studio told John Favreau, "Play the favorites." You know, do the same beats for Iron Man two that he did for Iron Man one. The food critic are the critics, the movie critics, and the audiences who just said he has no creativity left. And John Favreau does does really he really goes in on the critics in this movie because so in the movie the critic criticizes his lava cake and says lava cake has is an undercooked chocolate cake, and then Carl corrects him during his outburst saying. It's not undercooked chocolate cake. It is you take a frozen piece of chocolate ganache, you put it in the middle, and so as the outside cooks, the inside melts and becomes molten. And basically, what John Favreau is trying to say is these critics don't actually know what they're talking about, right? They've never made a movie. The same way the critics never made a lava cake, the movie critics haven't made a movie. They don't understand what goes into it and what the process is, and and it, they see it one way when really it's it's made another way. And so he's kind of, you know, firing back at the critics for for Iron Man two, and so yeah, so the critic are, are film critics, 
And then the food truck is this movie Chef, where John Favreau has gone back to do smaller movies that he likes doing, that he that he knows about. I mean, the first movie he wrote was Swingers, which is a huge breakout hit for Vince Vaughn and and launched the career of Vince Vaughn and John Favreau as a director, actor, writer, like launches career. And so this movie is is an allegory to that about critics and and making things for yourself rather than trying to please other people. And so when when I watched this movie with with that sort of mindset, it, I really was like, oh my god, this is so true. Like that's what this movie's about. It's about Iron Man and, and Iron Man Two and John Favreau wanted wanting to do something interesting with with his movies and not being able to and then getting shit on by critics for something that he couldn't control essentially yeah so so this movie is actually a deeper meaning if you just look a little bit deeper other great moments in this movie are when he just absolutely loses it on the critic i mean anyone who's worked in retail or any customer service job knows that feeling where you want to help a customer you want to give them what they want but the company policy doesn't let you your manager doesn't let you and the customer is going off on you right you're not helpful you're not doing this you're not doing that and all you want to do is shout in this customer's face i fucking can't my hands are tied manager says no company says no i will lose my fucking job if i do this so leave me the hell alone and that's essentially what what john favreau does in this movie he just goes in on this critic and it's fun to watch it's really great fun to watch Another thing is, this movie does social media really, really well. So a lot of movies, or a lot of directors and writers, don't really understand social media. They don't get it. They try to portray it, and and they always mess it up somehow. But this movie does a great job. Uh, Visually, whenever someone tweets something on screen, a a little Twitter bird appears and sort of flies off into space. And if lots of people are tweeting, then there's lots of Twitter birds flying off into space from each person's phone. If someone's reading a tweet, you will see the tweet sort of as a as a bubble on top of their phone, so you can see what they're reading. So visually, the the, the social media on this is done really well. But more than that, John Favreau understands the power of social media, right? He shows the negative side of it in the beginning, where social media is is the reason for his downfall, the reason he gets fired, the reason he loses his cool, and all that kind of stuff. But throughout the movie, social media is the reason he's getting so popular, is the reason his food truck is getting so many customers. Social media is the reason why people know the name El Jefe, which is the name of his food truck, uh, and they know where he is and who he is, and that's because his son Percy is taking pictures and geotagging them and tweeting things out from Carl's account and and kind of doing the marketing for, for the food truck using social media. So I think John Favreau does a really good job of, of showing the two sides of social media. You know, social media can be used to attack people and bring them down, but it can also be used as a great marketing tool. And now everyone does it. But back in 2014, no one really did it. But now, by what we are eight years on, everyone, every company, every movie, every product does a social media campaign. They have whole teams just for social media to reply to tweets, to tweet things out, to help create adverts for TikTok and Instagram, 
to help create five-second adverts for YouTube. Like, they have whole teams of people just for that. And so John Favreau, I think, does a really good job of, pro- of doing a, you know, a realistic portrayal of, of social media. So I, I was a big fan of that as well. It was refreshing to see someone understand social media and portray it properly, you know. But yeah, it's just, it's a great movie. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's there's not a lot to say. I mean, I feel like this is going to be a really short episode. But there's not a lot to say for, for this movie. It's just a really fun, great movie. And, and I feel like everyone should watch it at least once. Uh, if you like good music, if you like good food, if you like great acting, great music, this is, this is the movie for you, really. Sorry if this is a really short episode, if you're expecting more. I just, I don't have a lot to to say about this movie it's just a really good movie but thank you for listening Uh, i hope you join me again next time not sure what movie i'll do yet but it'll be whichever movie i watch uh but yeah thank thank you thank you for joining me